welcome to the Maiden Vault Podcast and the Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast focused on the female point of view chapters. I'm Court. And I'm Mike. And this week we are tackling Arya 1 in a Game of Thrones. What you think about a little scrappy do? She has a lot of tenacity. She does. <laughs> she knows when to hold them. She mm-hmm. knows when to fold them. Mm-hmm. She knows when, no, she actually doesn't know when to walk away. She knows when to run. Oh, she knows when to run. Yeah. She's just like, look, you ain't catching me slipping. Not in these streets. All right. Well, I'm going to just do a quick little summary and we can jump right into it. Okay. All right. So where we first meet Arya, she is in her needlework class. Um, Needlework is something that she really, really, really is not with. She does not like it. Um, Septim Ordain is the instructor. And she seems to always point out Arya's shortcomings and compare them to her sister Sansa, who seems to be good at everything that Arya is not. Um, the Septa is preoccupied with Marcella Baratheon today, of all days, because the king's family is visiting. Um, and Marcella's really not any better than Arya, but she is royal. And because of this and Sansa's friends making fun of her, Arya runs out of class and goes to hide from Mordain's eventual wrath because she's going to come after her and tell her mom. Um, after meeting up with her wolf pup, Nymeria, she finds her half-brother, Jon Snow, watching a scene of other boys training in the yard below, and she goes to join him. They watch together as their brothers Rob and Bran spar with Princes Joffrey and Tommen. Both John and Arya are sad because they can't join in with the sparring, Arya because she's a girl and John because he's a bastard. When all the training in the yard comes to a heated end, Arya then heads back to her room only to find both Septa Mordain and her mother Catelyn waiting for her when she gets there. So yeah, very, very interesting chapter. I didn't think I'd have as much to say about it as I do. Yeah, going I in, yeah. I was pretty sure that I would have almost no notes. Yeah. And I have a lot more notes uh-huh. than, than what I, you know, originally intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Um, And I guess off the bat, we just, what, we, what do we know about Arya? She does not like sitting in this class. She does not like needlepoint. She does not like working with any stuff. She feels like she's not good at it. No, definitely not. Um, she definitely knows because Septim Ordain tells her on multiple occasions, hey, you're really not good at this and your sister's better than you are. So she kind of holds a slight resentment towards not just the act, but possibly her sister herself because of it. Um, and I don't know, a lot of this chapter did have to do with Arya and Sansa and their dynamic and what Arya thinks of when she thinks of her sister because we've not yet gotten Sansa's point of view. So yeah. right now everything's from Arya's point of view and how Arya views her older sister. Um, and it got me to thinking just slightly um, because we talked a lot about sisters in mm-hmm. the past cat chapters. And it got me to thinking what the Arya-Sansa dynamic is like versus what the Lysa-Cat dynamic is like. And I don't know. Did you think about that at all when you were reading it? Or Yeah, we get little bits and pieces of the way that Sansa and Arya are towards one another. Uh Um, We definitely get Arya's specific perspective Mm -hmm. on how she sees her sister, how she thinks her sister sees her, Mm -hmm. how, you know, she sees her sister in relation to her mother. Yeah. It's actually like a lot of dynamic, which was really great to see in this this chapter in particular, because up to this point, we haven't even really gotten a lot of opportunities to, point out the similarities or even the differences mm-hmm. with the women and and some of their relationships yeah where in this chapter they said oh well you haven't had any yeah here's all of it yeah here's the most yeah relationship building. i think they bring up 
for at least this book, probably the most prominent women and girls in the series, not series, but in at least this book, except for Daenerys, I think. Like yeah. every every they mentioned person much that everyone. is really prominent is important right here. Or that's alive anyway. Oh, yeah. That's alive. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that that was really interesting just to think about because it is kind of in contrast when you think about it. Whereas when Kat thinks about her and Lysa being kids, she thinks about how similar they are. Whereas Arya can just only think about how different her and Sansa are. Yeah. And it's very interesting. She highlights those differences. Mm-hmm. And then kind of wants to always put a a punctuation Uh on those differences Uh just to show Uh that they are not the same person and that she kind of refuses, Mm -hmm. you know, at nine years old to kind of just accept being exactly like her older sister, where I would think that maybe Kat, because Kat's the older one, right? Yeah. Yeah, So then, yeah, Lysa probably looked at her and was like, yeah, I want to be just like my sister. They had their secret language. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like they grew up together at River Run mm-hmm. and really just had an amazing time together mm-hmm. in a way where they both felt comfortable yeah. kind of being the persons that they wanted to be at that time. Uh-huh. Where here, it's just like, Arya probably looks at Sansa and goes, well, I don't have an opportunity to kind of be like her and I already feel othered. Um, you know, she even goes into talking about, and we can discuss this a little bit more later, okay. where she talks about like how she feels othered because of the way that she looks. Yeah. And and that kind of puts like a really big mark on her to not just inwardly say, mm-hmm. well, I feel different, but outwardly she's, she knows that she's different from all yeah. of her other siblings. That is true. Yeah. And you brought up a good point too earlier because you were talking about, um, you brought up Mordane. I think you did. Or maybe you didn't. I was thinking, no. I was thinking about Mordain, but like yeah. I'm thinking about like because you were thinking about like all of the things that she was taught and told, mm-hmm. and it's like hearing somebody like if your teacher tells you every single day that you're you suck, but this person is good, you start to harbor like a complex about that. I yeah, think. that's self fulfilling prophecy. Um, Someone tells you you're bad every single day, you're eventually gonna go. Well, yeah, you know what? I'm real bad. Yeah, I'm pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, like and. Yeah, so I I don't remember the quote. Did you say you remember the quote where yeah. where Mordain because one of the first things she remembers is that her mom is like going to talk to Mordain, basically giving them the rundown and the progress reports and the tea for like everything that like Yeah, this is their school report. Their school report. Yeah. And, and um and, oh what is it? I'm oh, sorry. And uh the line the line is um Sansa has such delicate hands, Mordain says, and adds, well, and Arya has the hands of a blacksmith. Hmm. Yeah, so hearing something like that, which... She had to have heard it because she recounts it. So this is what I mean. So she heard it. Was she meant to hear it? Like, was she present at Kat's side when she was getting this report? Or was she kind of like sitting in the shadows, sneaking around, yeah, she trying was, to figure out what this lady was going to tell her mom? She was doing the the scrapper do because it was probably another day where she did really poor needlepoint. Mm-hmm. And she was probably acting up Mm -hmm. and she was like, I don't really want to sit still. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh man, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this again. Mm -hmm. And I'll probably have to do lines or whatever it is that they make little girls do. Um, And she went to the room and she was listening, you know, she put her ear to the door. Oh, okay. And she was like, and she heard it. And she heard it. And she heard, oh, well, yeah, obviously Sansa's perfect because Sansa's perfect. And oh, and I have blacksmith hands and there's a callback to that. So I know... She heard it, and I don't know her mom knows that she heard it. And so, I bet Mordane doesn't know that she heard it as well. I bet Mordane definitely doesn't know. She knows now. Do you think that Kat 
ever talked to her about it. No, she probably feels like she can't. She why we talked about it in the last cat chapter where Sansa is definitely her little assistant and her best friend. <laughs> and that's easy to accept. And you look at this now with Arya and the way that she talks. So it's not that she talks poorly about her sister. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a a mix between astonishment and and I don't even know what you call it. Like she's so amazed by her sister, mm-hmm. but she's also very disgusted by her sister. I, I feel like I disgusted think it's less is, disgusted. Is, yeah, I mean, she's that, that's harsh. She's in awe of Sansa, but she's also jealous. Like yeah, that's just what it is. She's just I think jealous. that's that's what I was angling for, um, which is natural for a little sister. I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah, I, but I'm, to hear every you know day I mean? <clears throat> that same that same song. And, and that's dance. the thing. So here's my thing. I think it's very very common for people to want to put the two of them together or not together, but against each other. You know what I mean? For it to be like, well, either Arya's in the right or Sansa's in the right or blah, 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 blah. But they're both nine and 11. They're kids. They're going to do what kids do. It's very natural for a younger sibling to kind of feel pushed to the back. I mean, Sansa's going to be, first of all, of course Sansa's better at stuff than her. She's older than she is. She's been doing it longer. So that's just, that's just, you know, practice is a thing that that's what helps people get better. Mm-hmm. And yes, they do have different personalities. Yes, they do have. And again, we can talk about a little bit about the way that both of them walk around the world um, and how certain things are are beneficial for both of them being able to move through, through spaces that both of them kind of have issues in, in different places. Um, yep. But and and strengths in, in different places, because Sansa being able to do what Sansa does is a strength. I do believe that. Um, I also believe that Arya has strengths in other areas that just aren't explored because that's not that's not supposed to be her lane. So what I'm getting back around to, I know I'm kind of like... No, no, no. I, I think that that's interesting um, to explore. Yeah, like it's just the idea that we spend so much time thinking about, okay, well, which little girl made which little girl feel which way, but we're not talking about the adults in the room. And for me specifically, and I can't... So I... <sighs> I will get into it later because Mordane does some wild stuff in this whole chapter that I'm just like kind of sideways on. And I'm not saying that she's not there to do her job. She's she's a SEPTA. That's what she does. She educates young girls. That's their whole purpose. I'm sure there are other purposes. Like they serve like whatever services But right are. here, but we're right saying here, like what she's doing. Her purpose is to, to make sure that she's giving these girls an education. Um, but there are certain ways to go about it. And again, not trying to put my modern lens on things, but at the same time, I have to because I have no other lens to look through. Yeah, um, it 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 is kind of difficult to see an adult person kind of really being like it's more than an admonishment at this point in my in my mind. It's kind of just like you're just really antagonizing this kid for not being perfect, which it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, and that brings me into something else. This is a direct quote, mm-hmm. um, and it said. It was not often that the scepter was privileged to instruct a royal princess in the womanly arts, as she had said when the queen brought Marcella to join them. So, basically, Septa Mordain is always big salty at Arya not being able to do stuff. And she's pretty much, she's probably, I would imagine that she's probably, she she gives all the kids the real. It's just that some kids are better than others, so it's easier to teach them, I would, I would assume. That's fair, yeah. But today, Cersei, the queen of Westeros basically Beyonce, brings her child. And I'm not calling Beyonce a queen. I'm just saying, like, this is in my mind. No, it's I like, I get, literally, I get, I get everybody had their phones out when she brought this kid down and was, like, going off. Um, And Arya notices a difference. Arya notices a difference in this woman who is usually so, like, stern 
and like I'm not really like I'm not no nonsense basically. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like this new kid comes, and because this little girl is royal, she's not really. And we'll get into the fact that she's she's not really better than Arya, but we'll get into that. Um, but Arya notices that she was. She was putting on, basically. Oh, definitely. So this whole chapter is about her trying to put on. And because she has to put on, she then imposes that behavior on the kids and then demands for them to put on because, oh, we're in the presence of royalty. Which, again, is expected. I cannot be completely, like, disgusted by her actions. I'm not disgusted by her actions. It's just, you know, it's a little. I'm a little salty about it because, like, you really fronting. And that's how Arya's taking it. Arya's taking it like you really putting on a front. For why? Yeah, Arya Arya kind of really goes out of her way to describe and 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 set that scene in that room and yeah. kind of how she's pushed off to one side yeah. by herself. Yeah, and how Sansa is there with her homies, uh, Beth. What is it? Is Beth, Beth Cassell. Cassell and and Jane Poole. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just thought it was really funny because I think you're you're not giving as much credence to the idea that Cersei decided <laughs> on her own, probably in her house coat to bring Marcella no whoa to daycare whoa because she in did. her house coat maybe not her house Sis coat. don't never step outside with anything less than a full face her face is okay, always so what beat. I'm saying is so she got her best clothes she put on. on she put on all her Fenty and then she brought, did she had all her Fenty on and then she brought Marcella down to daycare and was like cool I don't know what to do do you take her do I'm telling you is there a sign of she like do, do I have I to come pick her, her up in? like what is what going time on do I pick like what up? time do y'all, do y'all feed her that's what I'm saying do I have to bring because I have, she I have snacks. snacks she has snacks um <laughs> so yeah I, I just think that that's such an interesting scene because up until this point I bet it was exactly the same for Cat every single day. That's what I want to know. So that's why I brought that up. Like, does Cat bring them the down every day, or does she kind of say, "Hey, it's time for school, go"? Mm. And does she do the same for the boys? Now, okay, wait, no, because here's the thing: the boys, no, she has absolutely no control other than Rickon, who I would oh Rickon is with her all day. He's with her all day, but no, no, no. So the boys, she hits the cowbell and she says, get up, get up, get up. And then Rob doesn't get out of bed and she has to throw water at him. Wow. So he gets out of bed. But with uh, Sansa, she's already up. She's already getting herself oh, yeah, ready. Oh yeah, Sansa's definitely. Sansa's ready. Arya's hard to to gauge on this because sometimes she goes, sometimes she puts up a fight. Mm-hmm. It depends on, it depends on what John's doing that day. I truthfully believe you that. believe that? If John is on his stuff, she's like, well, I'm on my stuff too. Cause she likes yeah. to, she likes to match his energy. She does like to match his energy. So yeah. yeah. On days where. Do they share a room? No, they used to, but they can't because they would fight too much. I feel like that's that you thing. You think Sansa and Arya fight though? I mean, it's more like Arya fights Sansa hmm. and Sansa gets sad about it. Or she tells her mom or she tells the Scepter. She picks and actually, you know what? Because she doesn't just snitch just for the sake of snitching. Yeah, yeah. She'll say it when it's opportunistic uh-huh. for her to do so, and she knows that she can maximize the potential for Arya to get in trouble or be embarrassed. Yeah. Because um, she doesn't just do it just to do it. Oh no. Yeah, but no, no, no. So going back, Cat definitely has to walk them to the scepter. Okay. Because otherwise, she does not know where Arya will go. Yeah. So yes, I, at some point she probably tried for a little bit. She's like, Sansa, go get your sister and go to school. Mm-hmm. And that worked for a little bit. And then Sansa learned real early that Arya likes to play hooky and she'll get in <laughs> trouble. It's like when you got in trouble for because, your, your Because your Sansa's sibling. like, why didn't you make sure your sister didn't go to school? Why weren't you watching your sister? Why didn't you make sure your sister didn't go to school? It's like, 
I can't watch her. I'm not her parent. I'm not. But I'm she can't say that. Literally 11. So yeah, no, no, no. Kat drops him off now. So this was new to Cersei. I wonder if she talked to Cersei at all. Like, I wonder Who if and Cersei had a conversation I about wonder. like, what do I do with the kids? And she's like, I just dropped them off at daycare because <laughs> I have work to do. She has work. And Cersei's like, work? <laughs> <laughs> anyway question mark what's that question mark work <laughs> that sounds nice hmm. or not or not um yeah yeah man and 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 again so all this has happened all these people because you have to also imagine that it's not just the kids that are there there are also other ladies in there there are mm-hmm. also other scepters so this is Arya's mad heated at this point because like there's all these people in here and they're all abuzz and they're all worried about this stuff and you know she she really resents the fact that she has to be around this because she's not really about gossip. She's not about like the quote unquote womanly arts. Also, side note, what the heck? I mean, I get that that's, I don't even know if that's a historical term. I really should have probably done my research on that. But like, it just sounds wild, like womanly arts. And it's sad because it's just like, I understand that this is what this whole entire podcast is to explore. Mm-hmm. And, and And honestly, I would hope that Martin wrote the text with these questions in mind and with the knowledge that modern people were going to read and understand how backwards and different it was to just kind of separate children into these, instead of separating children based on abilities and merit, you're going to separate them based on gender. And that's, yeah, they didn't have time to (laughs) discuss, to to just discuss or to just evaluate what is your kid into, which again, in that where I understand the importance of her having to learn these things, there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that. Specifically, since like somebody like Sansa who really enjoys this stuff, yeah, is great. Press her all this the is way great. into that. Yeah, and again, and, and this is not me saying that like sewing and singing and all that stuff are bad. Those are great things. Like the arts are the best. They also you know have I mean? value in this. And they world. have lots of value. They have lots of value um, in this world. But yeah, Arya clearly hates it, and she's sitting there doing this thing, thinking about how unfair it is that she has to do these things. So that that she just really is not. She doesn't enjoy them. But then she also starts to think about her place in the hierarchy just of Westeros in general, because you're just like, all right, well, here I am doing my thing. I'm bad at it. I'm looking over. I see this little girl is bad at it. And y'all like her. Why is that? Because she's royal? Yeah. Why is that like, fair? Why is that fair? Like, you're like, how is that any different from every day you telling me that I'm trash? Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, she's like, call a spade a spade. Y'all can't play favorites. Yeah. That's very unfair. Yeah, it's very unfair. And whether or not, Arya is sensing because again we're she, we still have to look at the lens of like Arya sees Marcella and she's just like oh this little girl has everything where like somebody like even like Jane Poole or somebody even like who doesn't even get to be like Jane Poole to to, to join them a, a peasant girl in the winter town or somebody mm-hmm. who's cleaning the things they don't get to enjoy the same no. level of privilege that Arya does but she don't see it like that everything is immediate because again she's nine yeah she's nine you know what I mean everything so affects her everything is about her which. Again, she's nine. So it's, yeah, it's really, really, really interesting. Um, And not to harp on Cersei again, but I just haven't looked down and see a note I had. But <laughs> do you think Marcella brings her herself? Because I'm thinking like with Mordain going back, like does she give examples of what the kid did to the parents every day? Like, and Kat is just like, like is... I know Arya probably feels like she doesn't want to show her mom because she'd probably be embarrassed and she doesn't want to disappoint her mom. But, like, do you think Marcella, like, brings Cersei, like, her little work? I mean, it's probably not her choice. I bet 
another <laughs> one of the conversations that she had with Kat, uh-huh. this is just me speaking on Cersei's yeah. behalf, yeah. is like, so what do they do and like what happens? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, you know, they do stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, Septa Mordain, she comes and she shows me what they did. Mm-hmm. And usually I look at Sansa's and I smile and I look at Arya's and I frown. You and think she frowns? She probably don't frown, but she's probably just like, yeah, you're, you're going to get something. And just show them how proud you are, mm-hmm. even if you're not. Oh, wait, she got to coach Cersei on how to be proud of her kids? <laughs> Definitely. I think so. The I proudest think, woman in the world? I think she's mad proud, but I don't think she's ever had to have somebody give her something that her children have made. Like, she's never gotten any, like, Tom and Macaroni pictures. So... I I would actually be willing to bet Tommen gives her all kinds of crazy crabs. I actually bet he doesn't because he eats all the macaroni. He can't eat dry macaroni. Have you tried? No. Okay. Tommy might have. <laughs> that's that's really, bad. That is very that bad. That is bad. Um, but anyway, at this point, going back to little Arya sitting in the corner, she's just like, listen, man, I give up. I'm not really with it. And the thing that struck me the most was that Instead of going to Mordain and asking her for help, she doesn't because she's afraid of what this lady's going to say. So, like, how is she supposed to get better if she doesn't have the space or she doesn't feel comfortable enough to to ask? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm not saying that you have. Here's my thing. There, there's there is a fine line between coddling a child and being supportive. I'm not saying that she has to tell Arya that she's perfect. I'm not sitting here saying that she has to tell Arya when she is acting up that, you know, she needs to calm it down a little bit. But. You could be a little encouraging. You could be a little nice. Absolutely. I think, once again, like like with your fine line, the problem here is she doesn't ever feel like there's space for her to do so. Uh-huh. And at this point, she probably had been told a few times not to press her luck in that department. Hmm. So she does, like, think about it. You're nine. And after a certain amount of times of someone telling you. Oh, yeah, you get it. Not to do a thing. Yeah. You get it. Mm-hmm. Or you rebel even harder. Which is what so she does. It's that, hey, she was being pressed into one particular direction. Mm-hmm. And she does not feel comfortable because, okay. you know, she has to look around her. Mm-hmm. And she sees everything that's going on. And mm-hmm. now she sees that everybody's acting real brand new. Yeah. Because Marcella's here yep. and they're putting on airs. I imagine that, like, today is the one day that every woman mm-hmm. who had never come to the, you know, the Winterfell finishing school for yep. fine ladies and fine arts. <laughs> came today they said yeah. oh my god i told you man oh excuse me oh seven mm-hmm. she's here and we need to see and and that's just how it went so now on top of all the other like weird things that ari had been internalizing mm-hmm. up to this point mm-hmm. you're also compounding that with the fact that she has to look at someone who is because marcella is her junior right like Marcella's yeah marcella's like her, right? like a year yeah, younger she's like eight, yeah so she's looking at someone who's her junior who has a similar but better station mm-hmm. in life than she does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She already has to contend with Sansa and her goons. And I don't call I them mean, goons. We're about to get goons, into that too. Don't, don't call them goons because they're not. I'm, I'm saying I don't think that they're yeah. goons. I'm saying Arya looks at them and she says, well, these none of them are helpful to me. Mm-hmm. They're not good characters mm-hmm. in her eyes. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not like she could go to Jane Poole and say, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I, I've been having trouble with something. Like, mm-hmm. she probably doesn't even feel confident to go. Well, let's she... talk about that then. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Just, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Like, so no, what I was gonna say is it's interesting because she doesn't go to Mordain because she doesn't trust her. But who, who's the first person she looks to? She looks to Sansa. She keeps looking to Sansa to see mm-hmm. what Sansa's doing. Clearly, Sansa's having a conversation with Jane and with Beth, mostly with Jane, and yeah. she's not really paying any attention to what Arya's doing because she's minding business. Also interesting to point out, 
Sansa ain't bothered by what Marcella's doing. Sansa's in her own world. Sansa's doing her thing. She don't yeah. care. She's like, oh, there's another child. Great. Okay, cool. Yeah. Her mom told her, go to school, do well, and be yeah. nice. And yeah. that's what she's doing. And again, not to say that she's being rude to Marcella, who, by the way, and we will get into this a little bit too, I think Marcella is just as awkward as Arya is because they talk about Arya kind of being by herself. They talk about Marcella. Marcella's basically by herself too. She's just surrounded by adult women who are just bothering her. Yeah. Like, it's not like Arya's feeling like she's the only one left out, but it's not as if Sansa, Jane, and Beth had invited Marcella into their little group too. It was no, like, no, kinda, that's new. And we're, own. this is what we do every day. You're only here for like a week. We don't have no time. I mean, not that I, not that I think that if Marcella had come over and had said, hi guys, can I sit over here? Sansa would have been like, no, you can't sit at our table. I don't think it was like that because when Sansa, when Arya goes to talk to them, they don't say go away. They're just like, hey, what's up? Oh, so this wasn't just Mean Girls. No, okay. no, not at all. I think that I they seeing. just have their little thing that they do. I was They're just friends. Seeing that table, and I was no, seeing, I was seeing like all no, the animal stuff. No, no, just, that's the thing. I don't think, and, that, and that, that's what I'm kind of so sad that we don't get Sansa for a couple of weeks because. As with Kat, Sansa is also a very, very controversial. I hate even saying that word about her because why? But like people tend to have this idea that she is this like mean, spirited, like really nasty girl. And it's just like, no, she's just 11 and she has her friends. Like, first of all, I mean, you have younger siblings. Are you best friends with them? Not best friends. No. no. Like even as a kid, like my sister, like, you know, I love her to death. We were very close. But I had best friends. And when I was with my friends, I was with my friends. Did I invite her sometimes? Of course I did. But it, like... No, I got you. It was mostly about being with your friends at that point. And, yeah. And, and trying to rationalize yeah. around it. And, you know, and she's bad or mean isn't really the right way to go about it. But once again, we, we get so much of this as Aria. You do. That we're seeing how she perceives the way that her sister treats her and kind of like has a hard time not internalizing why that bothers her so much see it's strange what what is strange about sorry i don't mean to go ahead Mm -hmm. yeah i think what you get here Mm -hmm. is your classic younger sibling looks up to older sibling Mm -hmm. older sibling being like most of the time i would maybe make time for you Mm -hmm. right now i really can't because like you said i'm with my friends and you have to do the stuff that you do with your friends when you're with your friends right you Ah! you don't agree I don't only because I know that when Arya gets up to go and talk to her, Sansa's not like, go away. You're annoying me. She's just like, oh, hey, what's up? And then Arya, Arya had no problem walking over there. She was like, I want to know what y'all laughing about. I want to know what y'all talking about. It it feels very, very, very coded is like, hey, right. Like once again, when I'm with my friends, because I felt like I'm this when, yeah. when, when I would hang out with, with my sisters. Yeah, yeah. But I know I'm going to be around my friends. Yeah. Like, you don't really want to have to watch after or deal with your younger siblings mm-hmm. when you're with your friends, especially if you have friends that are your age or a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you want them to perceive you as cool, too. You can't have your, your corny little sibling with you because they're going <laughs> to ask a ton of questions. They're going to want to know But she everything, starts asking questions, too. Which I don't think is wrong. And then she says, oh, well, then Arya just starts getting mad because she's like, at this point, she's livid. Because Mm -hmm. so here's the thing. Arya thought that they, in my mind, how I'm thinking is Arya's internalizing it. She's thinking they're probably laughing at her. Yeah, which which I believe she was. Yeah, they were not talking about her at all. They literally were over there talking about boys because that's Mm -hmm. what 11 and 12 year old girls do. They were just giggling their little hearts They were just like, Joffrey is 
the the best. <laughs> He's the best. And Ari is like, why are they making fun of me? Not even why I'm making fun of you. Once the word Joffrey comes out, she starts getting mad again because she's just like, oh, Joffrey, you mean the cool, tall, handsome one that Sansa got to sit next to that they didn't let me sit next to and I had to sit next to his chubby little brother? I got to sit next to him, the corny one, and y'all going, okay, that's cool. Okay, whatever. It's like literally if any teen idol boy, whoever the hot thing is now, I have no clue, came to Winterfell and he was personally hanging out with Sansa and by proxy Jane. So now I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Jane for a minute. Mm -hmm. Are we we cool to talk about Jane? It's time for Jane. Um, Guys, if you guys do not know who Jane Poole is, Jane Poole is the daughter of Van Poole. um, And he is the, is he the Castellan? I, I think he's Roderick Cassell was the castle. Oh, not Castle. Steward. He's a Stuart. steward. He's a steward. So, um, and so she is also very close to Sansa. They are very close in age. I, I believe she might be a little older than Sansa, but I'm not sure. But anyway, here's a direct quote about Jane. She was the daughter of Winterfell Steward and Sansa's dearest friend. Um, Stuart. Then, so there yeah. you go. Um, and and the thing about Jane is one, she represents something that we don't get often in this story, which is female friendship to people, specifically people that aren't related to you. Um, but I bring up, it's good that you brought up the, the idea of that. And then I bring up that quote because Sansa, not Sansa, sorry. Arya is constantly thinking about this girl when she's thinking about her sister. And I think that on both sides, there's a bit of, again, we go back to like resentment and jealousy. And, and, and I say those words and I don't mean them as if they are like completely malicious. I just think that human beings tend to have those feelings sometimes. Yeah, true. Specifically children who don't know how to check their feelings yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't really know how to explore them. They just are feeling things very intensely because it's the first time that they're experiencing things. So on Arya's end, she just sees this girl who's always laughing at her, always making fun of her, always at Sansa's side, always, like you said, speaking sometimes on Sansa's behalf. And she can only surmise that, okay, well, if this girl is always around Sansa, well, Sansa must feel the same way. So she must feel the same. And she's probably telling her to do these things to me. Yep. But on Jane's end, like, I just, I started thinking a lot about Jane feeling like maybe she has to do those things. And she has to kind of. Like she has no choice? Not that she has no choice, but like, that's this. first of all, little girls. And I can't speak, I'm imagining little boys do the same, but kids in general. But I'm speaking as somebody, again, like I said, who used to be a little girl. Little girls mark their territories and we we feel things very intently. And again, I do not want to speak for every single girl in the world. I can only speak for my experiences and the experiences of people that I know. However, a lot of stories that I know, it's just, it's just this thing that when you get older and you start, like when they talk about little girls forming cliques and stuff like mm-hmm. that, it's because you, you need a sense of tribe. You need a sense of, of belonging. And anybody who kind of doesn't fit that, that mold that you were told to be in is kind of a threat to you. Also, like you have to think about it this not to say that Jane is not like she's not small folk, small folk, but she's not she's not from a great house. Yeah, she's not them. She's definitely I don't even think her father owns lands or titles or anything like that. So like there's no like I don't know if there's a house pool. They have a last name, so that means that they're not like any of the unnamed peasants that live yeah, in like the, the towns like the or anything. Wintertown people. Yeah. But for her, being that close to Santa means something. So she has to do everything in her power she can to kind of endear herself to, to Sansa. And Arya kind of okay. being around kind of is a threat to her because Arya's her sister. No matter what, like, Jane Poole could be her best friend forever, but Arya's her sister. And her station in life is at, very different. At any point, at any given point in time, 
her closeness to Sansa could be challenged by that. So, and I'm not even saying that she's even able to understand what's going on with that, but I really think that it's interesting specifically because, and this is a spoiler. I I don't know if y'all listening have like read all the books, but I'm going to say something that's very spoiler right now. And I will say spoilers over in like, I don't know, five seconds, but Jane Poole is who gets passed off as fake Arya Stark and sent to marry Ramsay Bolton in the future. So the fact that they have these very early uh, interactions yeah. and the in fact, fact that they the have these, 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 yeah, she's the very first interaction. Mm-hmm. Like she's the first person that she, we know that she approaches and that acknowledges her approaching. Yeah. So to see their interactions when ultimately it's, it's, it's one becoming the other and one wanting to, be, to become the other, but then it just kind of gets flipped on his head in the worst way possible is very interesting to me. Um, and Jane is a character in general that I, I I know I talk about this a lot, but we talk about characters that are sorely missing the show. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really think would have been valuable to see. And I get why, because there, again, I've said it probably before, there are so many different names and, and places and people to remember that it's just not possible to translate that to a different media like te- television, but could have been cool. Could have been cool. Yeah. Um, been. But with that, talking about Jane, um. Yeah, she's just another thing that makes Arya kind of question what it is that she should be because she does like like you said before she's almost in awe of Sansa and the things that she can do, but she hates it. She yeah. hates it. Well, she hates that. Well, we're we come from the same stock. Yeah, but for some reason I'm othered. Yeah, and I'm different than you. Yeah, and like I should just be able to do kind of the same stuff that you can do, mm-hmm. even if I can't do it as great as you. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be so far behind like so yeah. so lacking yeah and i i don't think that the septa or you know like not that her mom goes out of her way to do it but mm-hmm. i bet she looks and she's just like well sansa can do it how come you can't just do what sansa does maybe she might not even say that much mm-hmm. but maybe that's what Arya hears you know, being nine yeah and and just seeing that seeing the fruits of your labor not really turning into much yeah and, and being very frustrated because once again she comes from a, a place of a very specific yeah. type of privilege yeah. and to know that she is privileged but also still not good at this particular thing just she blows up about it yeah. so once again this is not the first time or the last time she will be upset in needlepoint mm-hmm. class and it is just going to continue in fact like as we continue down this line she she gets heated she gets more heated oh yeah because jane antagonizes her yeah jane antagonizes her and says something that kind of gets her real mad and she starts to, to get loud and there's a direct quote because she stops caring what jane is saying because this is just par for the course for them on a, any given day basis and she says sansa had the grace to blush she blushed prettily she did everything prettily Arya thought with dull resentment so for her it's like you know that you you want to laugh at whatever it is that she's saying. In her heart, she feels mm-hmm. this way. So we don't know how Sansa feels because this is not from Sansa POV. But she's like, hey, man, like, you're just so perfect. You don't even have, like, you don't have it in you to even, like, be honest and truthful with how you feel. And that's kind of how I took it. And she's just like, everything this girl does is perfect. Like, I can't even get mad at her for getting mad at me or for bullying me. And I say bully very lightly because I don't even think it's... Is this bullying? Like Jane calling her stuff like horse face. Jane like getting like mad at her. That is because okay. it also says that she like nays when she walks by. Oh yeah, she does. So it would have yeah. been like a one time yeah. pass off thing. And yeah. she was like, hey, horse face. And they got over it. That'd be different. But like if she he hauls every time she walks into a room, uh-huh. 
or she throws hay at her. Uh-huh. It doesn't say that, but I imagine that's stuff that she would do. Yeah. Then yeah, no, that's that's bullying. And yeah, it is. That's that's kind of taking it to a level where unless she's going to Sansa and saying, Hey, I'm gonna like scam on your sister, mm-hmm. is that cool? I don't know. Cause I wonder how Sansa feels about that because it's that's not what like she's saying say. specifically, yo, please don't hee haw at my sister. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> so I don't know. I'm and again, sure. it's it's again, it's that thing of like we've we've made our little group and yeah, we don't have room for you. Yeah, we kind of don't. How Do many... you think Sansa? Because it never specifically says that Sansa does it herself. But is that just as bad if your little sister is being teased constantly by your best friend? Yeah, if you're standing there and you're watching, it's 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 a sin of omission. It's the the sin of like, hey, guess what? You could have, but you don't. Okay. So, is it is it Sansa's responsibility to stop Jane? Yes, because that's her homie and that's her sister. Okay. So she should step in. Would you say the same if, like, Jane was teasing Beth Cassell? Would it be Sansa's responsibility to step in? I mean, that's still her friend. And Sansa, for all intents and purposes, is the leader. So it... Yeah, it seems to be that. It it should... And not even just because of her station. It's because they both look look up to her in in their own ways, like, for their own reasons. Yeah. But if they're going to look... And like you said, if like the little girls, they got their click. There's a ringleader. Sansa's, and you think Sansa's the ringleader? Sansa's the ringleader. Because hmm. they, they ask like, hey, I mean, what do you think, Sansa? What's this, Sansa? How how would you do this? Or well, Sansa's kind of not saying nothing. Sansa's she just like... Because she doesn't have to. She don't have to. Once again, the ringleader. She doesn't have to put out the hits. She does, though, however, ask Arya, because they're still talking about Joff, which everybody calls him Joff, by the way. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's real it's just funny. like, oh... We just shorten it now. Yeah, like, I thought that was a little throwaway. There's no but... Prince Joffrey. It's just like, nah, Joff. Like, he's... Marcella anyway. must be beside herself having to sit here and listen to this. If she can even get away. I feel like Marcella is trapped. Oh, I didn't say she could get away. I'm saying, like, because she Can still she hear? To, she's still in Because they're whispering, right? They were whispering, but then they stopped. <laughs> like, it was... it was Because it gets to the point where, like, they were whispering well, yeah, for a while. They get then... to the point, and Sansa then... Did you want to finish about no, Marcella? No, no, go ahead. Yeah, so Sansa asked Arya, hey, well, what do you think of Joff? And Arya's just like, yuck, first of all. Which, by the way, I think it is very important to point out that she was not yuck before. Like, do you think it would have made a difference had Joffrey sat next to Arya? I mean, it would have made a difference in in the sense of she wouldn't have felt as salty because she had to sit next to Tommen. Okay. If either A, there was no Tommen, or B, she had the opportunity to also sit next to Joffrey, Uh she would have been cool. Okay. But because she only got to sit next to Tommen and had to watch her sister... Mm -hmm do the thing that she always does yeah. in front of people yeah. and also still be cool about it. Yeah. She was kind of, she was upset about it. Also she because Tommen's younger, yeah. like much younger than her. Cause Tommen's seven, right? Yeah. He's seven. She's, she's nine. nine. Yeah. Yeah. She thinks she's a whole grown adult. Yeah, she does. So she don't have time. <laughs> she for don't have time for Tommen. She So don't. yeah, she's really upset about that, that she didn't get to hang out with the cute prince. Yeah. 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 Um, well, let's talk about Arya's response. Arya was just like, well, John said he looks like a girl. And it's so very... Because <laughs> so, it, so it begins. I mean, obviously, so much of this chapter is wrapped in how Arya feels about herself. And so much of that is built into her feeling othered. Yeah. The one other person who is othered is that they name and that she feels, you know, akin to mm-hmm. is John. She even says as much as like, yo, I feel like this dude because we look the same. Yeah. And we're the only ones who look the same. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a big thing for her to... Take these things that older John, 14-year-old John, yeah. says to her and is just like, <laughs> y'all think that's funny. <laughs> well, John said, 
And because yeah. like I could just see it and I know yeah. and I felt that like up to this point she probably didn't feel confident about what she was saying because she heard Jane and like whenever she hears Jane, she just hears like her neighing after her. Yeah. She was like, No, I got I got a real burner for y'all, and I'm not even gonna say it low and I'm gonna say it loud. I if this could have been in all caps in a comic, it would have been in all caps with like, well, <laughs> John said, and then a full panel <laughs> of just <sighs> looks like a girl. What, what when did they even have that conversation? Probably the night after the feast. Yeah. Or not even the night after, like that morning. Because he was probably getting I mean, ready. he was already really salty about the whole he night was super anyway. Salty. So that's what I'm saying. Like he needed someone to talk to. Yeah. And he went to go talk to his homie Aria. Yeah. And Aria was like But she you was, don't think he talked to Rob because Rob is also mad salty about Jav. He didn't have the he didn't he didn't have the chance to. Okay. He didn't have the chance to bend okay. his ear. So I bet he went he went to, to Aria. Okay. And was just like, I gotta tell you something. He was a <laughs> mm, delicious John. I hate him too. I hate he's so pretty girl. And yeah. like once again, we're we're sitting here and we're we're gendering the insult, but it's it's very funny that like she's like that's cool. That's actually a good point because I I bring something like that up mm-hmm. later up in my notes, but we can talk about it now. Like just the idea that in this chapter a lot they use girl as an insult in several on several occasions, and I think that that is something that obviously Arya takes to heart, thinking about the people that she looks up to be a John or her dad or anybody like that. And not saying that she doesn't look up to her mom. No, and there's no. also a really perfect clapback. We're not we're not gonna get to that yet. But the idea that John throws it out, at some point other men throw it out. It's just like this idea that like the worst thing I can say about you is that you're too pretty like a girl, which is very ironic because don't people say that about John? Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just funny that she internalizes that and then decides like, oh, this is the most opportune time yeah. to let that one slide yeah. out. Yeah. I don't care if Mordain hears. Like, oh, you're going to know. She says it with her chest, but then Sansa says something back with her chest. Mm-hmm. And here's the controversy on that one. She goes, well, John's just mad because he's a bastard. Poor thing. He's jealous. So it's just like, <sighs> baby girl, I have to hit that deep. She really did. Um, but it's also, again, very interesting because I want to know at what point did Sansa start to understand that that could be used as an insult. So again, so you hear, here's my thing. Both of them are being little salty, petty little kids right now. John and Sansa at this at this point. John talking about this person is like I want to insult this person by calling them a girl. Mm-hmm. That's that's not cool, clearly. But but that's, like, that's what kids John, do, and that's what kids do. Specifically in that world where you're taught that like if a man is anything, we talked about this last week with Ned not being able to cry in front of mm-hmm. people. If you are in any way feminine. That is yeah. that is bad. If you're specifically if you're a male, yep. Arya then because she's so close to John takes all those things to heart as well. Things that are feminine, like she feels like she's not a good girl because she doesn't know how to be feminine. But she also kind of looks down at feminine things in disgust. Like she's kind of just like, oh, this is stupid. I hate stupid girl stuff. Um, I hate that I have to do this. And I think a lot of it comes from not just listening to John. I don't even think it's 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 that she aspires to be a boy. I think it's just that she feels like she's not doing it right. So she would rather, it's just easier for her to say it's that. It's easier I don't like for her thing. to fall into that. Um, but then back to Sansa, who her first instinct is just to be like, well, he's mad jealous and he's a bastard. So where did she learn that? Because last week we were talking about how the kitchen was supposed to have shut down all that talk. It did, but... 
Kat has no one else to talk to about this. And Kat talks to her best friend, Sansa, about this. It probably doesn't happen in earnest, at least not at first. Mm -hmm. But no matter how hard you try to to push things back and and kind of scale them back, Mm -hmm. they'll bubble up if it's if it's a big enough deal. You think she like rattles off about John to Sansa? Not just rattles off, but I think she has very specific ways that she goes about saying things to Sansa that she could internalize about John in that way. Hmm. And it's not so much because it's not just like See, I don't, it's not the view. She's not sitting there going, well, let me tell you about John Snow, yeah, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, It's more like a in passing. And sometimes, you know, I wonder uh-huh. where your sister gets these things from. And I wish she wouldn't hang around with, with John so much. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. he's not even really, you know, your brother. I don't I don't know. If, it I, might not. See, so what What I'm saying is I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the conversation is. But yeah, like, no, no, no. She I'm, didn't, I'm, you're, she you're entitled she, to feel how you feel. I'm just saying she didn't I don't get it from no one. And she didn't get it from Septimore Dane. But this is, here's the thing though. So remember the conversation that we had last week. And I don't know that she didn't get from her Dane. I have no idea. That's what I'm, that's what the question I'm asking. I have no idea because we talk about when Kat was saying how she knew when she was supposed to marry Brandon, they started talking to her about, hey, men are going to have bastards. Men are going to do these things. These are, th- these are going to be things X, Y, mm-hmm. and Z. Is Sansa now old enough to be given these lessons as well? Does Mordane talk to them about things like this? Like, are they old enough to know? Like, I don't even know how prepared these girls are going into marriage at all you know what i'm saying like i mean i mean yeah. no, not, not at all because obviously there 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 are certain things no, no, that they but learn like, but i mean like as far as like like they don't have a health class where they, they i don't i wouldn't imagine they talk to those girls about sex no. or anything like that no. so like would they know about those things because it's very unladylike to even think about those or to specifically to do it before you're even married so yeah, no, there's no conversation so, there i mean bastards come from illicit affairs that's their way of thinking, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, maybe it was a thing just like with Arya. Maybe she had heard it in passing and she wasn't supposed to, or maybe her mom in like a heated moment had let uh-huh. it slip. And that's something that like, oh, well, I saw my mom do this, but she had been holding on to that okay. for a while to say okay. it. And she finally had an, an opportune time. Yeah. And to I mean, slip that it in. could have happened either way. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you're, you're absolutely correct. Like it could have happened. It, like it could have been cat. I think maybe I'm just trying to not think that cat would, put all of her thoughts and feelings on her kid. No, but there are no real therapists in Westeros. And unless she was sitting here and she told the Septa that, or she was sitting there, or she had told someone in passing, like one of her handmaids. Yeah. Or, I don't know, just someone, because it didn't didn't just go away because Ned said so. Yeah. So it it stuck with her. Mm -hmm. And Sansa being as as empathic Mm -hmm. and perceptive as she is. So- had Multiple people seen would have that. seen. And they know, I mean, it is no secret that he is a bastard. Mm-hmm. I just want to know when they found out what, what the insult was. Because you bring up Arya too. Arya then says, when when she heard that the first time that John was a bastard, she was afraid because they looked alike that she yeah. was a bastard too. And that made her cry. So she knew, like, they know enough to know that being a bastard is not good. Being a bastard mm-hmm. is a bad thing. You don't want to be a bastard because those are, nah, that's like second class citizens. You don't want to be... You know, then yeah, which I, that's why I think that, that is so interesting. That's what, I, yeah, I'm just like, it's very interesting that 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 happens. Um, so back to this, they're having this whole conversation, and obviously that also does not sit well, um, with Arya. And um, real quick, I want to talk about um on, t- on just to go back on that just for a minute, and we can pass it if you if you don't want to go into it. But I just I also started to think about why do you think it is that Sansa and Arya have such a different view of John. Like, 
and I I guess it is because of the 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 otherness that Arya feels. Yeah, it's 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 um, it's that it's I don't feel comfortable. I'm yeah. not made to feel comfortable. And at any turn, any pass, uh-huh. whenever I'm with John, uh-huh. like I I feel like it's like hey that otherness kind of slips away. Yeah, and I don't have to put on airs. And yeah. it's when I talk with John, it's just facts, and we bust it up, and it's so much fun. And, and that's kind of the end of that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I would give yeah. it more credence if it felt like there was more evidence pointing into like the opposite direction uh-huh. or there was something to to prove against that fact just in this chapter. But like there's so much meat that's given to the way that she's feeling mm-hmm. at this moment mm-hmm. that it's like even in her anger, it's like there's just so much truth in knowing that like when she says like, yo, I'm scared to be a bastard. Yeah. She understands it. So like there's knowledge there that was, you know, provided by someone. Yeah. But like in that, she still has it in her heart to know that she cares about John. So I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I really, I wouldn't press the issue until maybe later chapters give us a better understanding of that particular relationship and maybe would shed more light onto some of the ideas around the way that they treat one another and kind of like how that would then sit with what it was that she's being told. Mm -hmm. Um, Because right now I'm not hearing anything contrary to that. But yeah, no, I, I would say just put a pin in it. <laughs> yeah. And and we can always return to that if it feels like there's something more to to kind of dig up. Oh, that's that's totally fair. All right, just move it in then. Um, so they're still talking about they're having a little fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mordain gets up and she's just like, Oh, wait, there's too much stuff going on. Cause I think Arya said something like super loud, and then she's just like, Oh, just like Sansa to 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 make me not even to make me she's like oh she brought attention to Mordain it's just like baby girl you was the one that got hype yeah first of all um but Mordain comes over and she just starts going in again like what are you doing why are you messing up and disrupting people why are you? it's just it just reminds me of like being talkative in class and the teacher just being like you need to stop and it's just like man maybe if you engaged more and were a little bit more entertaining I wouldn't have to talk I'm bored um, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so she's coming over and it's just like, as usual, does not have any encouraging words to say to this kid. It's just going off about all the things she's doing wrong. And that's absolutely no way to get a child to do what you want them to do, because they're going to not do it. They're going to do the opposite of that. Um, and then there's a direct quote at the reactions of what would happen at this. So mm-hmm. the direct quote is Sansa was too well bred to smile at her sister's disgrace. But Jane was smirking on her behalf. Even Princess Marcella looked sorry for her. Arya felt tears filling in her eyes. So what we have here um, is, again, some 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 feeling of like she's Arya is putting like she's really projecting her feelings of what it is that she thinks Sansa thinks of her in this moment. So she's just like, okay, well, Jane was smirking on her behalf. It was, it was Sansa. She really wanted to do it, but she was too well-bred. So here we go again with that, her not really understanding her place in the Mm -hmm. world because Sansa's well-bred, but Jane's not well-bred enough to not be petty. So that's how her mind works. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, these things are already starting to take root in these kids which again, like it would be hard pressed to say that it wouldn't because like that's all they're surrounded by all day long. So she's just like she can't put the blame on Sansa because again, I do think there's a level of awe and and and, and admiration for her sister. Definitely, she don't have that for Jane though. So every single thing that she just does not want to negatively attribute to Sansa, yeah, she goes, will put it on it goes Jane. To Jane. Yeah. Um. 
and that's why I just started thinking like it, it, it's 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 classes in a way, but can you call it that if they're children? Uh, not sure. Um, but it is funny that she does not. She don't think that Jane can think on her own. No, at all. She <laughs> like really she does it. She just like no. Everything Jane does is totally on Sansa's mm-hmm. well. Um, a really interesting thing though is that she says like even Marcella, because she really really thinks that like Marcella is not team her too when. To the best of my knowledge, she's not even talked to Marcella this entire time. Like, yeah. I don't know if they've ever even had a conversation. So it's just funny that she others herself um, and why she would assume that Marcella would want to tease her, too. Why would she assume that Marcella would be like, I'm going to start pointing and laughing at you, this person I don't know. I've never even talked to you, but I'm going to start teasing you, too. It's just like all of these feelings that this little girl has sitting on her chest. Mm-hmm. She feels like she really, truly feels like everybody dislikes her. Yeah. And like, where does that come everybody from? Everybody hates Arya. Yeah, man. It's there against her and there's not much that she can do to make them feel differently or mm-hmm. more endeared towards her mm-hmm. because she's the she's the villain in, in this story, in her own personal in her own, story. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and, and I just want... I feel like a lot of that, and I feel like I'm being really harsh on her, but I feel like a lot of that does come from Mordain. Because I would imagine she spends the majority of her day around this lady... Yeah, and she probably reinforces those ideas. I don't think that's harsh at all. Yeah. You spend a lot of time at work or before you spent a lot of time at school. Yeah. Those are where you had those lessons. And if you had a particular teacher or instructor or professor or even a boss who will put you on edge, you know, going in, like, I'm going to be antagonistic because it just, it doesn't work. The energy doesn't match. So there's not much you could say there that would then make me feel like, oh, you know, the SEPTA, you know, she's just trying to do the best that she can. Yeah. But it really feels like she gives a very particular level mm-hmm. of like space to Sansa that yeah. she does not do with Arya. Yes. And for her to have internalized at this point at nine, mm-hmm. that this is just kind of how it goes. Yeah. It's that didn't just come from from nowhere. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. And again, like like you said, she has a job to do. She's doing her thing. And I'm I'm willing to bet that there are other instances in which Arya feels slighted or Arya feels left out because it's I don't think it's direct, like, I don't think that Kat ignores her or anything like that. I don't think that Kat wants nothing to do with her or anything like that. But I do think that it probably is difficult for somebody who, like we said in previous chapters, is so entrenched in the idea of presenting in this 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 sort of femininity that this world has told her is a, a, a basis for survival in this world as a woman. Mm-hmm. And she cannot understand a child that does not like it probably is hard for her, but it's also hard for Arya because Arya feels like, well, I don't know how to do it the way you want me to do it. I don't know that. And Kat's like, well, I don't really know how to. Yeah. They're both very confused about how to deal with each other. Yeah. So, it, and that also has to be, and then she has to watch, like, I don't even think that it's just like, Oh, Kat likes Arya or Sansa more. I think it's just like, it's easier because again, they're similar. So mm-hmm. it's, it's probably hard for, and I can speak, to this from personal experience, yeah. like what it's like not always being super similar to your mom, but then having a sibling that is and and how tough that can be sometimes. Um, like what happens when you have to watch that all the yeah, time? Yeah, like it's just like, you? it's just, it's, it's just rough and it's hard and it, it, it does make you feel some type of way. And Arya's not yet at the age where she can vocalize that yet. And she's not the age where she can truly understand it. She's also not the age where, and that's the cool thing about it. It's just like, we get this point of view, but she's not understanding that the adult in the story, I'm a, a, kids always see adults as superhuman people. Mm-hmm. They always see them as people that can kind of 
deal with things that are not that 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 are just they can deal with anything. The reality of it is that adults are just tall children, really, and we're trying <laughs> to figure it out. But yeah. she doesn't know that. So no. for her, her mother is like this very austere. But we know that Kat has her own things that she has to deal with and her own insecurities that she has to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know if you want to say more on that. No, no, no. I would say it's just we can keep beating the drum about like where Arya is getting these feelings yeah, and kind yeah, of yeah. like internalizing right. exactly how she feels yeah. because of what's taking place in this room. Yeah. But there's stuff going on outside this room. Well, before we even get to that, yeah, because yeah. she's like, so the reason that she's crying is because she's she's basically told Seth Mardane, like, well, I'm going to do what you always wanted me to do. I'm going to go out and I'm going to be rough and tumble and I'm going to whatever. And she starts hurling insults and Mordane is just like, well, you know what? You're being an embarrassment. You're shaming us all. The princess is here and you're making us all look bad and blah, 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 blah. And that got me thinking too, because it's just like, she has such class solidarity with her employers. It's insane. Yep, she sure does. It's like, hey, the company is great. Yeah. And She's the kind of person who goes, you know, we're doing great work. It's like, what you mean we? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm not mad at that because, again, that is that world where you basically worship the the noble class. That's what you do. Um, but it is something to be said about any of the people. And I really would like to explore this. And, and I kind of want to kind of zone in on any of the people we see because it's kind of like what we see with Jane at a very young age Mm -hmm. where she's like well I have to endear myself to Sansa because being close to Sansa in proximity to Sansa is that is that's a better life potentially you know what I mean for me to be the companion of somebody who at this point when they're gossiping about it Sansa's going to be the queen of that country so if I can say that I was the best friend of the queen of my country you just say I can continue you know what I mean best exactly so Mordain is now Look, like I said, she's 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 polishing up her LinkedIn page. She said, I babysat the, the princess of Westeros for a week and people will look at that and they will hire her if she ever needs a new job. They sure will. Um, it's just very interesting that we only get points of views. And I said this before from people of the upper class. We don't ever really get to hear from what it's like for and, and people. I think maybe we do get Davos. I mean, but like no, as far as women go, mean. as yeah. far as women go. We don't ever get, really get to hear. We don't know what Mordain's thinking. We just know that, like, she feels like she probably feels like maybe if I can't train and I say it in air quotes, this child, then she's going to, you know, then it's going to look bad on me mm-hmm. and then it's going to look bad on her parents. Because, like, what if the princess goes back and tells her mom, you know, how undertrained this girl is and she's not going to, you know, she's going to then like blame me and, and think that I had something bad to do with her. daughter. It's a lot to, to go into it, but I think it is very funny how people tend to latch on to the achievements and into the and the property almost of 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 their employers. And I don't say employers like I don't I mean their lieges because yeah. she's not really a bannerman, but she she works for the stars. Yeah, she's, she's there. She's yeah under under their protection. Yeah. So it's like, yo, I have I ride for them. Yeah. So um that's weird. And then also in turn with that, I mean she she leaves Arya. She she gets upset. She's like, I'm gonna leave. But before she leaves, <laughs> she doesn't just go. I'm gonna leave. She said, Well, I'm gonna go shoe a horse. Yeah, she did. Because <laughs> she's like, Hey, I just need you to know that I know that you know that I know that I know. I'm gonna go shoe a horse. Gonna shoe a horse. She says she goes and she's like, Yo, I'm leaving. And she goes to run out the door. She goes to run out the door. And what she does is she turns around and she quickly bows to Marcella, which I also thought was wild because it's just like one. It's so crazy and kind of sad that this child has to prostrate in front of another child because of 
who they were born to. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. But I understand, again, that's that's this world. But the wilder part is the fact that for all the things that she says she does not remember, all the things she says she does not retain, that's stuck in her head. Yeah, she remembered and her social graces. That's what I'm saying. She was like, okay, well, I have to go and I'm trying to get out of here as fast as I can and I'm rebelling, but I still have to be reverent to my princess. And I just, I thought that that was, that was interesting. Um, Marcella, on the other hand, is confused. She's, she's very much like, <laughs> what, I don't even, what is happening? What happened? What happened? This Except kid, the, what? This kid has been so, like all day, I feel like every, every time they panned the cameras from Marcella, she was just like, what? Like she had no idea what to do when like, Aria had to apologize to her. She was like, okay, thanks. She didn't know what to do when she bowed to her. And I just started thinking like, is this kid in King's Landing? Like, does she have a scepter? I mean, obviously she has to have a scepter, right? I think that they do mention that her and Tom have a scepter, mm-hmm. but like, and I'll talk about this more when we get into the boys, but I I don't know, man. I kind of feel like Cersei be trying to homeschool. I don't know if it's working though, because they don't seem to know how to really deal with other kids. No, not at all. They probably don't have any other kids to hang out with other than themselves. Yeah. Um, because this kid is like really like she she was comfortable enough. Like she didn't venture out to talk to the other kids. And knowing how Cersei is, like it would make sense for her to not to to just shelter them as much as possible. But anyway, that was food for thought. It was just really interesting. Mm-hmm. No, um, it was that that hadn't happened. Um and Arya did in fact, say that she had to go shoe a horse. And that she was sure funny. Did. That um, was great. And then the poor thing, she just runs off and she starts crying as she's trying to go and she's trying to go to her room, get her dog and whatnot. And I'm saying dog, excuse me, die wolf. Nah, she's going to get the dog. Die wolf. Um, but there's a direct quote where she goes, it wasn't fair. Sansa had everything. Sansa was two years older. Maybe by the time Arya had been born, there had been nothing left. And again, we could... Again, this whole entire chapter is just talking about the things that she feels she is lacking, the things that she was not given, and how mm-hmm. unfair it was that Sansa is great at everything and she's not. And somehow she had missed the bus on this one, and yeah. she doesn't know how else to attribute it. it it's, yeah. it's actually super sad because she just goes on to list all the things, all the things that, that Sansa Sansa's- is so good at. She's good at everything. She's good at she's good at everything except except one thing, which is the funniest thing in the entire world. It's funny, but not when you think about it. Yeah. Go ahead. What is Why what is, is Arya good at that Sansa's not? Arya's good at numbers. She's good at math. She's good at sums. She is. She is, and she will be a good. And it's funny. And I don't want. I don't want to talk over you. Actually. No, no, no. You definitely weren't. It's just you were going into what because she'd be a great steward. Yeah, and it's just the idea that, like, she prides herself on the fact that, like, all right, Sansa's not good at any of that. Or she's good at all that girly stuff, but, like, I know I know numbers, and I will be able to run a household better than her. And she hopes that when her and Joffrey get married that they'll have a better steward because Sansa is trash at math. That yeah. she wants everybody to know that. Um, but it's coded. It's very coded because how many times, I mean, I remember growing up, it was always just like, oh, well, you know, boys are better at math and girls are better at the arts or English or stuff like that. And science and math are boy areas. And it's just very interesting that George chose of all the things to let Arya be really good. For Arya to be really good. She can, she knows her numbers. She does. Yeah. I mean, she's good at horse riding too, but again, another masculine activity. Coding her for all the cool stuff that the boys can do too, but that she probably shouldn't. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like I don't know how I feel about that. I but mean, I, I mean, I know how I feel about yeah. it. But 
it's let's let's see how that tracks in in further episodes yeah like once we get into the next Arya chapter or even really the next Sansa chapter I'm, I'm hoping that yeah this is something that we can end up circling back yeah. around on because yeah. this I don't think is just a theme that runs in this chapter yeah I feel like this is like a centralized theme that can run all the way throughout at least with the two of their chapters with the, two of them, yeah. with the way that they're perceiving one another yeah. and kind of the world that they have to exist yeah. in now yeah she's like well whatever I don't care I'm I'm gonna go count bet you wish you could yeah but then she like, also says like that me i mean ultimately she's saying that she could be a better wife yeah which why is a nine-year-old even thinking about how good a wife she could be or how good a wife her 11 year old sister could be boy howdy and it's again like you said we'll tackle that at a later date but it's just something to think about um so she's running she grabs nymeria her direwolf puppy who how big are they by now i don't even i don't even know big, but big they're not that big. They're they, not huge, yeah. but they're big. Yeah. They're probably as big as like regular Labradors now. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little bit bigger than yeah. that. They're wolves and they're yeah. big and they're like magic wolves. So they're bigger. Yeah. So like they're growing at a at a rate that yeah. is, is very accelerated. And I mean, Kat says you can't bring it to school. She definitely said you can't bring it. To, she said, I'll let you can sleep with it. It can come to dinner. It can't eat. It can come to dinner. But it cannot go to school. Can't go to I school. Refuse. Can't go to school. I refuse. She said, all right, I guess she that said, that is a compromise, that's mother. Cool. Whatever. She'll wait downstairs. Okay, I said, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, and so she starts to talk about her wolf, who from at this point, we don't know the names of any wolves, at least for our reread, because we haven't read any John chapters or Bran mm-hmm. chapters. Yeah. Actually, at this point, Bran hasn't even named his wolf, but that's not important right now. Uh, and direct quote, she says, Arya had named her, her being Nymeria, Arya had named her after the warrior queen of the Rhoyne, who led her people across the narrow sea. That had been a great scandal too. And I'm not going to stay on this for very long, but the this scandal. was- scandal. How dare they? Scandal. 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 She really said you named your-, your- Oh, that's wonderful. Sansa, what did you name your, your but, puppy? Lady. Arya, what's, oh, what's your, your dog's name? Nymeria. What? Nymeria, you know, the princess of the Rhine. What? She's How, a queen. Or queen, excuse me. I'm sorry. And <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. And it was just like that in every conversation she ever has. But why a scandal though? Like, it's, it's just a, like. It's a scandal because it's probably something she shouldn't have known. And somehow she gained that knowledge. Well, like, the idea, here's the thing. I'm not going to even do the thing where I'm pitting her against Sansa. If Sansa wants to name her dog oh, That Lady, wasn't about pitting great. it against Sansa. That was just pitting her against no, I didn't say you. all of her brothers who were like, well, yeah. You Are know, you serious? My dog. Rob has a dog called Grey Wind. Are you kidding? I don't know where he got that from. Maybe some poetry book. You think Rob read poetry? No, but I bet John reads poetry to him that he wrote. John, we're going to get into John and his poetry in a yep. second. Um, but no, but yeah, no, I just so, thought it was interesting that they were just really mad that she would name it something like it, it was almost coded as like that foreign name. Like, and I'm just like, do y'all not read the books? And I'm like, who who was the scandal? And like, again, is this going back to her and Jane's little beef or was it Mordain? Was Mordain just like, yeah. that is stupid. But then does Mordain even know about the dog because she's not allowed to bring the dog to school? So who by any or was or was or was did Sansa say something like in passing? Like, what is that? And Arya took that to heart and was just like, oh, this is a scandal. And it's like, not really. I don't really. Yeah, maybe it wasn't really a scandal, but maybe that was just another one of her. Well, whatever. You can't count. Yeah. 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 It was just another feather to put in her cap. Yeah. And I'm, again, somebody to... might have truly teased her. Oh, maybe. But like, maybe this was just like a something else that othered her 
from her sister. Of course. And by proxy, othered her from the other girls in that class. You because think Kat she... didn't know who Nightmare was? No, Kat definitely knows who Nightmare was. You think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give that one to Kat. Okay. Because I bet, I bet she does. She seems very worldly. Okay. Yeah, she yeah. knows. Because Arya... I'm not saying that she wouldn't. Of course she is, yeah. is, is mad learned. So, because, you know, of her station, she can be. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely something that... So at least we know she can read. Yeah, she can definitely read. Mm. Yeah. Um. So she's still running down. And I know, like, I'm 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 going like at a very turtle pace, but this this is just the subtleties in this chapter have been very interesting to me. Um, she's running away, and she's just like nobody's ever gonna catch me, nobody's ever gonna catch me, and she's like trying her best to like slip through different corridors so she's not found, but she's like running with this big wolf next to her, so it's just like we know where she is, girl. What are you doing? Um, and then she comes across John emo John Snow, the sad kid, freaking. <laughs> He's just always sitting there, sad. On a windowsill with his knees up. He's just, he's the saddest little thing. He really is. And I almost laughed, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Just because, like, it's not sad because, like, something has been, like, hurt for him. I just think he just has a melancholy spirit. And I agree. A light bulb came off as I was reading it. And I'm just like, oh my God, he has Rhaegar energy. What do you mean by that? Like, uh, what, he has Rhaegar energy. What's Rhaegar energy? Like, he's just a sad boy. Rhaegar was sad? Rhaegar was, like, always writing sad songs with harps and stuff. Like, Oh, was, so you think, like, without even knowing it, John has internalized, like, the spirit of, of Rhaegar? Yeah, and I hope not all of it, because this is... Yeah, because there's some real say, dramatic and... Mm, in, 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 you know how... The, okay, parts of, of, of Rhaegar that, that I'm not about. That, I'm, that Yeah, but I just... It's funny, because yeah, he really was sad. just sitting there, and he just looked so absolutely just done with the whole world and Arya tries to come up to him and he's just like oh why are you not in class and she's just like oh because you know x y z it's not like he's sad about that she's not in class he's more like i wish that i didn't have to deal with this right now like oh you're a bother but like i don't i'm not bothered by you just everything is a bother to him everything is a bother right then and also I mean, specifically today. <laughs> really, today is just taking the cake for him. So he's sitting up here and he's on his ledge and he's just MCRing it up. MCR. And he's just looking, he's looking down. He's like, have you looked down into the yard yet? And she's like, no, what, what's going on? A battle. And he's telling her like, yeah, Rob and Joff were going at it. And I don't even know at what point he starts going on his anti-Joffrey tirade. But Ari gets really excited and she's like, oh, cool. I'm going to see my big brother beat up this dude I don't really like for mm-hmm. some reason because John don't. Because you told me not to. Yeah. But then she looks down and it's not even Robin Joffrey fighting at this point. It's Bran and Tommen. So I just, they looked like two little drunken toddlers wrapped up in cellophane, swinging at each other with wooden swords. And I think, I think this might be the cutest thing I've ever read. Yeah. It was basically <laughs> like two little kids dressed up in like nerf gear yeah and they gave the two kids like little sock and boppers they did. and they said go at it <laughs> good luck and they're watching it from like the the sill and it's just like john is giving his really really sad like reading of what is going on Arya's kind of just like man that sucks because like i wish i could be down there because like brand don't even look like he knows he's doing his stance is whack like i really hate it all this is whack also tommen he's he's just he's just if you push him he'll fall over and he'll never get back up because you know he's chubby they have to keep bringing up the fact that he's chubby every single time they say tommen it's not an even entire sentence 
before they go and he's chubby little chipmunk behind i mean it's cute though it's cute and i keep because <laughs> again and earlier y'all i'm sorry we probably bust out laughing i just i think my running joke for this week has been like i head of a headcanon now that cersei just always has to have snacks on hand yeah especially for tommy like because... she has to have snacks on hand because like her baby gets hungry so like when the baby gets hungry you gotta make sure he eat like so yeah i think it's i <laughs> she does i'm just saying like under any other circumstances i feel like she's a person who is very into like the idea of physical perfection mm-hmm. so yeah she just wants that reflect or that people think that about her but she well that reflects in joffrey she doesn't need that for tommy yet that's joffrey well yeah he can be perfect i mean ugh, joffrey joffrey you have something to say about joffrey I have something to say, not about Joffrey, but I have. But you were you were you're talking about Joffrey, so no. I mean, like, if you want to get into the Lannister Shade corner, I mean, can, it is the Lannister Shade hour. Everybody has fucking yeah, but but like, John John explicitly has some feelings about trademark the Lannisters. But, oh, not 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 there, not there, not there, not yet, not even there yet. What I want to ask is before we even get to him shading like Joffrey and the Lannisters TM. Because that's just who they are. They all always exist at one place. When people say mm-hmm. the Lannisters, I just imagine every single person. Yeah, they're a monolith. Extended family. Everybody is there. Um, but I want to talk about how it is very much like a mini like Lannister Stark battle in the yard. So while John and Arya are watching, what we're getting in the scene below is clearly you have Bran on House Stark's team. You have Tommen on House Lannister's team, which he's a Baratheon for all intents and purposes. So that yeah, I don't understand. But they got a rocket team, Lannister. Yeah, and then they start talking about, like, all the men and all the boys that are, like, whooping and hollering and, like, cheering these little kids on. And I just started thinking to myself, all right, so Roger's there, clearly. Theon's there. Mm-hmm. Sandor's there, being shady, and we'll get to him in a minute. But there are three noticeable absences here. Oh, yeah. There are three very notable absences, and I want to talk about if my feelings are are correct and if if they should have even been there in the first place. So anyway. Name them. Point them out. All right, man. So one, Ned. Where is Ned? Like, you would think that Ned would be like, hey, my best friend has come up to Winterfell. Me and my best friend are going to watch our sons go at it like we used to. We're little kids. And that would just be like, that seems to, nostalgia seems to be their whole bag. So why would they not watch? So where this? was where were they at and why weren't they not like there at least like kind of cheering on their kids? All right, two, piggybacking off of that. Where's Robert? Bobby was just like, he has better things to do. Again. No, he was asleep. You think he was asleep? Like, is this up. mad early in the morning? So he could have been asleep. Sleep. He could have been asleep. He doesn't get up before noon. Oh, Lord. Nope. Uh, he's asleep. He's deep sleep. And you know, he's sawing logs. You know he snores. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe Ned's at work. Mm-hmm. Maybe Robert's asleep. So who's number three? Where is Jamie Lannister? You would think that like that would be something that he would want to at least be present to clown because he loves clowning people. That is his whole, like, that's his personality trait. One would think. So why would he not be there? I, I, I'm just thinking like why there is not a prominent audience. And again, perhaps maybe... They got better things to do. I don't really know what Jamie has to do at this point. It's not tower time yet. And we know way down the line that he was chasing Cersei and she was not trying to be about yeah, it. So he could he could so have been in the yard. He could this, have been there. To watch Joffrey? I feel like he could have been there. He is allergic to Joffrey, though. 
Yeah, maybe that's maybe maybe that's what stopped him. <laughs> yeah. So Ned was busy. Rob, Robert was asleep. Jamie was having. He needed to find some Allegra. So Allegra, he got al- oh yeah, allergies. There we go. See, <laughs> it'll track. What about Taryn though? Taryn was busy with okay. other. Yeah. All right, cool. He was busy yeah. in the winter town. That's it. That's it. So. Okay, fine. You've given me good reasons for why they wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And this fight is still going on. <laughs> Rob is like hooting and hollering in the back. He's the loudest one, John He's so said. He's so hyper brand. Theon is like mad for some reason. Have no clue why he's mad. Theon's mad because he's a prisoner. Theon is a prisoner. <laughs> and he has to sit here and he has to kind of just absorb everything that's around him. But he's not like, mad because of that. Why you think he's mad? I don't know. It didn't seem well. Okay, maybe maybe it is that, but it just seemed like he was mad on Rob's behalf. Like I mean, Rob is, think Theon is Rob's Jane. Not really, because he's like six years his senior. Yeah, it's still his best friend. Well, which I I mean, in 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 modern times, is that a little odd? Yes, he's like 20, 19, yeah, 20. If you saw some college dude running around. With a high school freshman? With a high school freshman. Yeah, but like, you got to think about it though. School ages don't even, I mean, all the kids go the same, like, in what world would Sansa and Arya be in the same class? Yeah, you're right. You know so what I'm saying? saying? So like, and- Bran and, and Rob are in the same class. So, yeah, you maybe, know. Maybe more of his anger is 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 displaced yeah. here. But a lot of it really just, I think, stems from, he sits here and he, because remember, John is is very melancholy about this. Yeah. Because as a bastard, he doesn't get to, he doesn't get to join in the reindeer games. Like he doesn't get to go down here. He doesn't even get to be in the yard he and doesn't. be a part of that. He doesn't. So there's another part of that othering that we come yeah. back to for Arya and, and John because it's, she as a little girl doesn't get the opportunity yeah. to go down and be in the yard. John as a bastard does not, but. Who told him that? That's who I want to know. Like, who 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 banned had, him from being it, down it there? It had to have been today, at least. Yeah, it had to have been Roderick Cassell because once again we're on this. But who told this, Roderick? Probably one of the envoys for the Baratheons. Hmm. So if, you think that was a Cersei thing? That it might not have been a Cersei thing for real. For real, that could have very easily been. That could have been your Jamie thing, but for real, for real, that could have been a Joffrey thing. He could have been like, "Hey, I don't want to hang out with your bastard. I want to deal with y'all." Nah, because his thing is like, he wants to fight everyone. Yeah, that really seems like they got a memo. And for whatever reason in this world. Or was that, oh, you know what? The, the, the ward is cool to be there because like he he rides for their house. But the bastard, because remember, Ned was talking about yeah. it in the last cat yeah. chapter. It's like, that's an embarrassment. Because that's yeah, like almost so like maybe a, maybe that's what it is. The they, bastard would never be here. And they didn't have him at the table. So maybe that was no, Ned no, and Cat. No, no. That was Ned and Cat. And it wasn't like a malicious yeah at least not from ned i don't know about cat yeah but he can't be here yeah. right now because we are doing things that that involve trueborns yeah and i thought about it for a little bit because i'm like well why would theon be there why would theon be allowed yeah to be there why would theon even want to be there but like you said i think you bring up a very valid point yeah of if he is jane for rob yeah yeah he feels the need to be there also it's just like there's some pride that he can take and that the people he rides for yeah are doing better than the people who are here trying to fight them. So it's like, yeah, yo, I'm so proud of you. So it goes I'm back proud to that of you, brand. solidarity. I'm proud of you, brand. Yeah. I'm so I ride for you so hard. Yeah. Cause at this point he has no choice, but yeah. So yeah. Wash Tommen. <laughs> Sorry, little dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. But that is a, that's a good point that you bring up about the, I didn't think yeah. about it like that. Like 
he kind of has to, but he doesn't like at this point, it's not a force thing. He just has become accustomed to it. Yeah. And at this point, John having to absorb this again as a third party watching this all go on Mm -hmm. while also still having to know that he has to cater to Aryan. Yeah. I think just compounds that that issue right there. So they continue watching. And Arya goes like, because he says the the comment about no bastard swords, like only trueborn swords are allowed Mm -hmm. downstairs. Um, To which Arya goes, well, that's not really fair. And then she starts thinking about the similarities between her and John. Like you already mentioned it, like her being a girl, him not be bastard. But then also they talk about like the physical similarities and how she looks like him. And so that is the, the closeness and, and, and the thing that she feels. But then she's not the same as him because, again, we've already talked about the fact that she's true born. He's not true born. Mm-hmm. So that like, you know, they're still sitting there and they're they're doing it. And and and, and Brand's still down there fighting. And she's like, well, I could be better than Brand down there, you know, and John really doesn't kind of say anything. Um, so he's trying to quickly changes the subject just because he knows the reality of it is that his little sister is never going to be a knight. She's never going to be able to be able like exactly. their dad is never gonna let her do those things. So he has to press the issue. So he he just like kinda is just like, yeah man, that's that's great. But look at Joffrey, he's so whack. And it's just like they start going into like how because he can't be he can never voice his jealousy for Rob. He yeah. can never voice his anger or jealousy for Rob or even Theon to a degree. Like he's not jealous of Theon, but he doesn't like Theon. Yeah, but he can never say that. He can never say loud. that. And it's kind of Rob. very similar to how Actually, this puts it into perspective now. It's kind of very similar to how Arya was in that room. So if Rob is Sansa, th- that's the trueborn. So if John and Arya are the same, Rob and Sansa represent the same thing for them. They are siblings that they admire. They're siblings that they like, but they're they're never going to be as good as for whatever that good as means for mm-hmm. them. Like for Arya, it's I'm never going to meet this level of feminine perfection. Yep. For John, it's I'm never going to be a trueborn son. I'm never going to be the Lord of Winterfell. I'm never going to be these things. Then you have like Jane and Theon, who ultimately serve the certain purpose where Theon makes jokes about John in the way that Jane makes jokes about Arya mm-hmm. and they're there. Yeah. But because they are endeared to those people, then they can't speak out about that. And now you have these two new kids come in. So for Arya, the reason why now it, it, it makes perfect yeah, sense. And this is actually very beautifully like mm-hmm. connected. She is just like, well, this girl, Marcella, I'm not really feeling her because she's this and this and this and this. And, and John, John has the same ideas about Joff. Joff is whack. Yes. <laughs> Joff is so whack. And they just go in because he, he starts talking about the, uh, what was the the line he talks about his, because they were- Well, because he was, he was talking about him and he sees him and then he talks about, he starts talking about his clothing. Yeah. And he starts talking about like, look at him. He's he's mean, like not mean, but like he's, he's disrespectful because, you know, he comes out here, he thinks he's like- the best and he has these like really expensive clothes and and look he has both his mother's sigil and his father's sigil and the direct quote is john says this you think the royal sigil would be sufficient but no he makes his mother's house equal in honor to the king's to which little aria comes back and says the woman is important too aria protested and that was really interesting because for him put john on notice like i agree with a lot of stuff that you say john yeah let me let you know that as a little girl, I think it's kind of cool that he also rides for his for mom's his mom. house. Yeah. And that's great. Because yeah. don't forget about the women, John. Don't to which forget about the women. And John was she, like... He said, oh, you oh right. yeah." But then he kind of make a joke about it because, like, she goes on about that. And, like, it's just... One, what that does is when she said that, it puts into perspective that she does have love and respect for her mom. And that, like, you can't 
you can't buy that for kids. You can't you can't force that for kids. Kids feel the way they feel about you because of things that you do. Mm-hmm. So they're like going back to the thing that I really dislike about a lot of discourse and fandom where people talk about Kat's parenting and how she was a bad mother specifically to Arya. It, it's not really evident in the text, in my opinion, because Arya thinks with pride on her mom. You know what I mean? And she's just like, hey, women are important too. And she yeah, thinks that definitely outside. Um and that's great at nine that she can that she can, she feel can that do way that. She can feel confident and, and, and strong enough. Yeah. In in her resolve on that. Yeah. And you know, she it's not like she shies away or it's like she internally thought. She just straight up says mm-hmm. to John, Hey, what about the women too? Yeah. And the thing is, John couldn't even because again, he's also been taught as a male in this world. Yeah, guess what? That's- relatively again, he's not high born, but he's not low born either. Nope, sure not. Um, that he, again, that's one of those things where I was talking about earlier where they're just like, oh, we're going to use women as an insult. Like, how dare he? Like, how whack is that that he reps his mom? And like, he doesn't catch that as like something that somebody would be offended by because why would you be offended by that? You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to only care about your dad, which is very ironic because John is very much a Stark. And as we know, John is a Stark because his mother is a Stark. Mm -hmm. I don't think that the day, if he ever finds out about his mother being a Stark, if it is... At this point, actually, at this point, is it just because it's show canon? Is it it's going to be book canon, right? They, they're not changing that. Yeah, George is going to change it. Like I'm pretty that. sure that that still stands. Like yeah. he is. It's kind of ingrained in the text. His so, mother is no. a start. Yeah. Um. So I don't foresee him giving up that in order to you know ride for his dad's. Yeah, house. No, that's been ingrained in him. Yeah. He's not going to stop doing um, that. And even though like you know he he gave up a house in general, which he never really flew a start flag but anyway all i'm saying is that was very interesting um to which then he starts talking about well you know what are you going to do like you're going to have a sigil with your mom like you're just going to start rock, rep, like repping trouts and she's just like oh a wolf with a trout in his mouth like that's crazy that's wild like, haha. and she makes a little joke and he's just like ugh, yeah like he's just he's just so unamused by it and i just think it's funny because like i'm not ir- i mean it's it, it's a bit irritating but he's a 14 year old boy and it's just over everything over everything. And Arya is just this really bubbly, like, because she loves being around him, like you said. She, she sure loves does. being around him. And it's just really, really, really interesting, their dynamic, because it is very sibling-like. And he gets tired of it, but he also is, not, like, he has time for her where other people don't. Um, but he also, because he's in his own feelings, too, fails to remember sometimes that, like, you can't be talking smack about girls. She's yeah, a no, girl, no. too, you but know? The, so. That gets overshadowed because of the the way that he feels. Yeah. And particularly right here yeah. having to be in this like this scene yeah. and having to watch yeah. um and not being able to be an active participant because yeah. i guess for him once again we got this world where they tell you well dudes are great because they can be strong and yeah. the way that they show that is is through their you know their their prowess yeah. in in battle if you're going to say right here there's an opportunity to fight the the prince and you don't get a chance to do that He's like, man, well, what is, what's my worth? Yeah. So there's yeah. parts of it where I don't think he's going out of his way to hurt Arya. Mm-hmm. Um, no. He's giving her some hard truths. He is. Um, or just not or saying anything at all. just not saying anything at, at all. Yeah. And, and and both of those can be just as damaging, yeah. you know, to, to her nine-year-old psyche. Yeah. So yeah. moving on from that, yeah. we now get... Oh, well, now, so they're still watching it. They're still having their back and forth, but... Bran is like beating the brakes off of Tom and he's in the dirt. He's messed up. Mm-hmm. And Roderick is like, all right, all calm right, cool. that down. Chill. Chill that out. All right, Rob and Joff, do y'all want to go again? And Rob's like, yeah, I've been ready. I'm on site. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready. Let's do it. Like, we're about to throw these hands right now. And Joff is just like, as he 
also, we're going to talk about people who have their dad's energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird because I was fluctuating between the two and I'm I just like, yo, both. he has a mixture of both, both Robert and Jamie's energy. This right there just screamed Jamie. Like, I, it just, the way he just swagged out of the shadows and like, they kept talking about like the color of his hair and just how smooth his clothes were. And it was just like the way that they described Jamie is the way that they described Little Job. It is just wild yeah, to be. He had the freshest clothes on. Yeah. His... Air Forces were so clean, so clean, and brand new, so brand like, new. They came out the box, and he's gonna throw them away later. Facts, because they got dirt on them. So, yeah. yeah, he he silks out the shadows. He silks out, and he it's just like I don't know, man. I don't think you're ready for this. And before he can even say anything, here comes Sandor, and <laughs> <laughs> Sandor. Like we were talking about Theon earlier. At least Theon is close enough in age where it just kind of makes sense for him to be kind of cool. But Sandor, man, like, bruh, you like almost 30. Your best friend is 12. You his best friend slash surrogate slash ward slash therapist slash retainer slash, slash boss boss uh, just yeah there's too much going on their relationship and i would we could maybe have a mini episode about that because that is a Good lot Lord, to unpack yeah, there's a lot um but he really comes up and it's just like yeah like you expect the prince to play around with them dumbass tourney swords like nah he needs the real real he needs that real still like you don't even understand and Roderick is like pump your brakes dude like He's like they could really get hurt also i don't know how we could explain if something bad were to happen to either, you know, the prince or Rob. The heir like, to Winterfell. I can't. I and can't. he's like, they're literally children. And he's yeah. like, you want to hear some hard facts then, old head? Let me tell you, I was 12 when I first murked somebody. Facts. He and said, it's just do like. Do you think I did that with a tourney sword? No, I did that with real still. And I'm just like, what is even what is happening, happening right now? But also, if this is just the way that he is, like, think about dudes like this that act like this in public around other people yeah this isn't an isolated incident this isn't like the first no. time he's spoken up no. for joffrey or spoken up because like for real let me walk that back i don't think he's speaking up on behalf of joffrey i honestly think he's speaking up on behalf of himself Duh. that he's projecting onto <laughs> joffrey Duh. so he can go yo joffrey watch this dude because we gotta let him know how we do it in the south yeah and we're hard yeah. We're mad hard, and that's the that's the problem. And this is where it comes, and I'm bringing it back to the the original like through line, which is so many males in this chapter have males males. I'm gonna say men or boys have said it, and, and I feel like maybe a girl has said it once, but it's the idea that because the insult he gives is, "What are you out here training a bunch of little girls?" And it's just like it's this this very just gendered idea yeah. of softness when you don't want to murder, when you don't want to be hard. And it's no wonder that, because here's the thing, both Rob and Joff were chomping at the bit to get back in wherever they was going to go. Mm -hmm. Until that is brought in, it's not like Joffrey whispered to him and then said, say this. He was about to talk because that's all he does is talk. And Sandor was just like, nah, little man, I have to let this no be known. And this is why then Rob is just like, no, I can do it. Cassell, I can yeah, do it. He, and then Jock gets hype and Theon has to like physically restrain him because if he's not man enough to fight with steel, yeah, then he's not a man a at all. Yep. And Jock is just like, well, I have to do it, which I got to say this now. Like there is a, I don't want to say there's a big difference. To me, there is a big difference between book Joffrey and show Joffrey. Um, their temperaments are just different. 
in my opinion, because yeah, the way he show Joffrey, they tried to really make him very cowardly, but like Book Joff is like he was he wants to fight once everybody. again. He to me is is very much coded as just little Jamie. Yeah. Those bits and pieces <clears throat> of the bravado mm-hmm. that comes from Robert. Mm-hmm. But this was very much an opportunity for him to show his 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 Lannister side, if, yeah. if we will call it yeah. that. Because he's yeah. just he's so many whenever we see him, he's both he he can he's, be he's, either he's side both. of that coin. And and, and 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 not to say that that bravado isn't no, no, Robert no. too. I'm not is, saying yeah. that it's not, but it's just so funny that he's so eager yeah. to do this. Yeah. And because, like you said, in this world where his value yeah. is built into not just his 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 name and his station, yeah. but very specifically and explicitly, his ability to wash dudes. Yeah, and, and that's if he can both be of them. Rob powerful. too. Oh no, no, and that's why when Cassell's like, "Yo, I don't think this is such a good idea." And after Sandor kind of puts, he he does his mic drop. Yeah. It's, hey, if you, Joffrey's like, if you don't want this smoke, that's on you. But I'm just letting you know it will be over and in a heartbeat. And then pulls away. And grabs Tommen and says, yo, I don't want to play with these kids no more. Let's go. As if he himself and Tommen are not children. <laughs> saying to Rob, the older boy. Yeah. Like, yo, I want to play with these kids. To which... This is the best because the <laughs> the picture I now see painted is another like full panel page uh-huh. and it's just Rob saying others take you because that's a very big curse yep. here in the north. Yep. And he's just like, the others will take you. And he's screaming and Theon is grabbing this dude. He, he has him in like a full Nelson. He and he's like, man, you got to calm down. I know you could do it. I know you can mess him up, but this ain't the place. This ain't the time. And actually, you know what? Now that I see it, the more that I see it, I just see. Uh, no, it's not specifically that. What? I was going to say that I thought that this would be like that scene in the Rocky where Mr. T called out Rocky. And he's like, hey, woman. Hey, woman. You going to fight me, Balboa? You going to fight me, Balboa? Actually, you know what? This still fits because listening to the way that they spend so they much spend, time yeah. gendering the way that they mm-hmm. handle this. And mind you, all of this is still through Ari's perspective. And that's, I was just going to so say that. Arya has to Ari is here. Think, all this is being soaked in. And all she's this. like, man. And she's just is, like, oh. So it's another thing that puts a, a, a point in, well, well, being feminine, being girly, yes. being a girl is not a, a good thing for me. It's not, and I it's not exciting. So and it's not exciting because all the boys, like, look at all the cool things that just happened. And like, let's just call that like a 10 minute span. Yeah. If even that, it probably yeah. happened faster than that. Because yeah. the, the, the kinetic nature of, these men being in this like mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. like charged moment. Yeah. And then like you got Joffrey over there and he's cracking jokes and all these cracking jokes with nothing but adult men, with adult either. men who are all hyping him up. I just like, what is that? Why is there no other? Ch- it's him and Tommen. It's him the and only Tommen kids and, and men and Baratheon and Lannister soldiers yeah. who do nothing but run around after this dude and yeah. laugh. And in Sandor, who's like, I see this as a prime opportunity for some goonery. Yeah. So I'm going to, he self-inserts. He does. And he walks, he's like, I'm gonna walk away because I've done everything that I needed to <laughs> Instigator. do. Instigator. I made it, I made it horrible, but it will be fun for me. <laughs> if Joffrey wins, that's great. If Joffrey loses, I wonder, did he even think about that? Maybe he didn't think about that because that would not have been good for him Here's at all. Here's the thing. There's I no think way that Joffrey, Joffrey is supposed hurt. to be, but Joff couldn't have come out of that hurt and that had been a good look. I mean, really, no, it, it neither never. Joffrey or Rob could have come out of that hurt. So in facts, one, neither one of them could have because they're both the heirs and very important mm-hmm. people in that house. Yeah. Two, if their mothers had seen 
Like if their mothers had seen, they would have shut that down. They would have shut it. Oh my down. god, Cersei would have lost her down. shit. I mean, first off, Cersei would have jumped in because after she had seen Tommen on the ground, that would have been it would have been a rap. Been like, all right, cool. I don't know what y'all were doing, but we're not doing any more of that. Let's Kat go. Cat would have screamed. Seeing Bran, yeah, she already told Ned he was too old, like too young to even start doing like. But at least, at stuff. least they were fighting with like padding and yeah, tournament you're right, gear. You're right. This would have been like two children fighting with live with steel. live steel Jeez. like hey i'm gonna hand these two kids handguns good luck yeah that yeah. that one aff- so Arya's sitting here and she's she's kind of absorbing all of this yeah and and we 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 kind of are pulled out of it as soon as joffrey's like hey come on tommy let's go kids suck yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was kids. and then they all laugh like and you they said, all laugh uh, and it's just it's very it's just so funny and yeah they bounce yeah you know, we had all the expletives from from Rob, yeah. and you know, John's like, "Well, shoot, I guess Netflix is done. Gotta go." And he so, tells Arya too. He's just like, "Look, I guess it's over. You you better go." So, yeah. direct quote goes, "You had best run back to your room, little sister. Septimore Dane will surely be lurking. The longer you hide, the sterner the penance. You'll be sewing all through winter. When the spring thaw comes, they'll find your body with a needle still locked tight between your frozen fingers." And I only have two things to say on that. Yeah. Only two. One, all these kids spooked by Mordain. So that's wild. Two. Two, foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. Um, I was like, man, that's the other light bulb that went off. Yeah. That's that's quaint how this picture is painted here. Uh But it does a very good job of setting the stage for stuff that happens later. Yeah. Or maybe even much later. Yeah. Um, But just think about john talking that way to aria uh-huh. and aria having to because kids they have these elaborate pictures that they, they paint in their heads of these things that are bigger than life to them because mm-hmm. at nine the hardest thing for you is like yo man i gotta go to school yeah. i gotta do this homework yeah. i gotta try not to get in trouble where like we've you know been able to internalize all those things and all those fears and all yeah. that resentment that comes with having to do those things. Mm-hmm. So once we make it to adulthood, we're kind of like, oh, well, our bigger deals are like, yo, man, I got to pay this mortgage. Yeah. I got to pay yeah. this insurance. Yeah. Or hopefully I have healthcare. Like our our problems, like our ex- ex- existential crises are different. Yes. For her, the the biggest hurdle that she has to get over is this, this ideology around her femininity mm-hmm. in relation to her mother, her sister, and Septim Ordain. Mm-hmm. And all of these things that push us to this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Now we're just like, yo, you're going to be stuck. And I'm glad that you came and hung out with me today. But like, I got to go because I can't get in trouble like you because I'm already a bastard. And that's enough trouble. Yeah. Also, I think your mom has problems with me. So it'd be cool if I'm not here when that happens. Yeah. But oh, you, the, no, sorry, no, no, go sorry, ahead. Sorry, No, I just, it just popped in my head because you were talking about like, her battling with the idea of her femininity with her mother and Mordain and Sansa. But mm-hmm. I just think the needle part specifically being the task of needlepoint, like needle, which later we know becomes her sword or that is the name of her sword rather. But this needle being like the bane of her existence mm-hmm. becoming something that she then embraces. So do you think that's also foreshadowing for her then embracing the things that she once thought were silly and mundane it's in her own way yeah she embraces it by not just saying hey this is needle because she doesn't to the best of my knowledge go back to needle pointing or thinking the who knows and that's what i'm saying saying. because here's the thing like or at least changing her opinion on them it's her way to say well i'm taking on the version of this that i find the most acceptable 
to me here. So it's a way for her to still feel close to that part of her femininity that is being given to her or being prescribed to her rather, Mm -hmm. but also having a way to show it in her own way. It's kind of like interpretive Mm -hmm. dance. She gets to take this thing that was one thing and transform it into another by using just but like I mean, like her relationship her. with the thing as it is, though. And I'm, I get that. That That is very apparent. I just mean, like, will she then not be so... Because as time goes on, I do remember, at least from this, and all this is fresh now, but I've, obviously I've read the book mm-hmm. before. But, like, I do remember her starting to think fondly on things that she used to think were silly, quote-unquote, girl things. So um, it was just food for thought. Like, No, 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 it definitely was. Whether I, or not, like... I, I'm not no, sure. No, no, you're absolutely correct. Like, I do Maybe. think that she's going to do what you said. I'm just thinking, like, will she then come around on the idea that, like, the thing that she detested the most might end up being something that she really holds dear? Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll find her. that out as um, we move through yeah. move through more Arya chapters. It was just yeah. wild, like, getting to this and then understanding how much they kind of just condensed into this one chapter. It, oh, it's not done. Oh, that's it's not right. done. Oh, snap. It's not done. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So John kicks her out. Arya goes back to her room because she thinks, all right, cool. Enough times passed. They're going to forget about me. I mean, like most kids do. She shows up at the room. Mordain is there and Kat is there. Both of them just standing there waiting. And it stops right there. I kind of wish it didn't. I mean, it actually is a really good way to end a chapter. But what do you think that conversation was like? I feel definitely... Like Mordain did most of the dressing down, and and Cat was there. Does she even have the privilege? Not, not privilege, but does she have the the authority to do that in front of Cat? Sure, because she went and told her, and she's like, "Hey, here's what happened in the class." But it's one of those things of you got in trouble at school, your teacher calls, and they're both talking to you, but then your parent jumps in. After yeah, a the parent point, is gonna. There was yeah. a baton t- handoff, and. It went from, here's the things that you didn't do in class. Here's how much you embarrassed us in front of the princess. Here's what you did to your sister who told us, or maybe didn't tell us. I'm just going to interject that. But like, your sister told us, here's this thing that you did. And then you deliberately disobeyed me. Boom. Toss off. Cat's like, hey, here's what we're not going to have no more of. And here's what's going to happen. You can say goodbye-bye to that dog because we're not doing that no more. You want to act wild? Here's you know the, that is not what happened. Here's how wild that can get. It's a cute story. But. It is a very cute story. But like, for real, for real, I really think that they tag teamed kind of dressing her down and just like more. I think the more important thing that came out of that conversation was just here's what you cannot do in front of the, the princess. Okay. And here's why that was bad. Okay. Not just for you, but for us in yeah. trying to. Get her um, to understand. Her to like understand it wasn't like a, a screaming match. It was no, just more so like no, no. this. This cat just, is like, hey, Mordain told me what you did. Let me tell you the facts, and then sit down because we got to have a talk. Yes, definitely. Okay. That was. I need you to learn something today. Okay, you're doing too much. I need you to pull it back for a little bit. Okay, maybe she threw in a little bit of, you know, your sister does just to let her know. Because you can't just escape that. Because whenever you're in trouble, they like they have to tell you about the other sibling that didn't. And do that's, what you that's did. why she's bad. And that's why she's so bad. <laughs> and I don't want to say bad, but she is mischievous. She definitely is. She got that scrappy do energy. Scrappy do. She can't help Wolf's but do blood. it. Wolf's blood. Just wait. Oh. It's, it's only going to get mm. more protracted yeah, and so. pronounced. <laughs> yeah, man. This was this was such a cool this chapter. Was a cool chapter. Because I, really... I came into this thinking. Once again, one thing, 
and and kind of had that flipped on yeah. its on its head. For I think me. that's just going to be the case going forward in general. Yeah, like that, you just, say that every week, and it's it's, it's, it's true. so cool that I'm so surprised yeah. every time. Me too. We, we come out of one of these chapters. Yeah. Um. But I'm, like I I dug it. I thought it had a lot to like. I think I was so excited because there were so many different kinds of women and girls, and different like viewpoints and ideals. Yeah, we got to see so many different interactions. Even though it was from her point of view. Mm-hmm. It was so cool to see. It was it was cool to see. And then just based on what you already know about the character she mentions, you can kind of surmise whether or not her feelings were true or not or if she was internalizing them. So, yeah, I dug it. That was yeah. a really good conversation, I think. Yeah, um, thank you. We'll be back... Next week. Next week. Next Monday. Next Monday. Um, And we'll be going down the Daenerys 2 rabbit hole. Yeah. Is that appropriate to say rabbit hole? I mean, we're going to be reading it. It's going to be rough. I did, a, I did a strong gulp. Yep. And I'm going to do my best to make it through that chapter. I mean, I'm going to. You're going because to. Because it's a part of this. It's going to be it. Yeah. And it's just going to be it. Yeah. So but thank yeah. you all for listening. As always, thank you very much for uh, tuning in. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who listens in. Hopefully mm-hmm. you enjoyed this conversation yep. as much as we enjoyed bringing it out to y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all are interested in any more antics, you can go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback, truthfully. <laughs> uh, so if you have Please. any questions or comments, you can go ahead and email us at themaidenvaultpod at gmail.com. Or go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at Maiden Vault Pod. So that's it for this week. Yeah. And we hope you guys have a wonderful week. We we'll do. see you next week. See then. you next week. Have All a right. good one. Bye. Bye.